Hello, and welcome to the Candy Gibbs Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about upcoming events, this podcast, and for other resources, visit candygibbs.com. Well, we want to welcome you to the podcast today, and I am very honored to have several of my favorite people in here with us. Uh, We have some of our camp college leaders uh, from Rise Camps 2020, and we did something this year that we have never done before, and that is offered camp. We did a week for teens and a week for kids, and it was absolutely phenomenal largely due to uh, the young people in the room with me today. So I want to just let them uh, introduce themselves, but I'll start first with my son Jake, who actually ended up being camp director for us because uh, we at Hope Choice certainly didn't know how to do a camp, but he helped us figure it out and then put together this awesome team. So I'm going to let him open us up in prayer, and then we'll just hear from each one of these guys, let them introduce themselves to you. Lord, we just come before you humbled um, today, um, and just the opportunity to get to speak on this podcast. But Lord, just thank you so much for um, all the lives that were changed throughout Rise Camps 2020. And Lord, we just pray a blessing over Hope Choice and all that they do for this city um, and for the people of this city. And Lord, we just ask that you be with us today, or that you would speak through us, and God, that we would only speak um, from your spirit. Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Jake, tell us a little bit about you. All right, so my name's Jake Gibbs, um, current, from Bushland, Texas, currently going to A&M, Texas A&M, and I'll graduate in December. Um, but yeah, and that's all I got. What's the plan, after, yeah, that? That's the plan, plan. after that? Uh, the plan after that is hopefully going to medical school um, after that, so in the application process and everything for that. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. Then we have Miss Jess. My name's Jess. Um, I'm from New Jersey. I'm currently going to be a senior at Liberty University, and I'll graduate in May. Um, what, what's your degree going to be in? I'm going to be a social work major. Awesome, so. awesome. Nick. Um, my name is Nick, and I'm, I grew up in Bushland, and I'm currently going to start my second year um, at Wayland Baptist University pursuing a degree in worship studies. Awesome, awesome. Jose. Hello, my name is Jose. Uh, from Morganton, North Carolina. Good, North Carolina. Um, yeah, so I'm not currently in school, but I am leaving, hopefully, Lord willing, uh, in October to pursue what I feel like the Lord has laid, my, laid on my heart uh, in the world race, which, for those of you that don't know, is kind of like a missionary or mission trip. Uh, so I'll be in 11 countries uh, in 11 months, so a country each month. So really looking forward to that and seeing what the Lord's going to be doing in that. That is exciting, exciting. Maddie. My name is Maddie. I'm from Bushland, Texas, and I'm going to be a sophomore at A&M, and I'm an accounting major. Very cool. Well, um, Rise Camps 2020 started, the idea of camp started in March. Um, We at Hope Choice have never done a camp. We do have lots of mentoring programs, and uh, I'm very thankful for the presence that the Lord has given us in this community, Uh, but we've never done summer camp. 
And in March, everything started shutting down. And both of my kids, Jake and Maddie, uh, they, a lot of their summer plans were changing in March and things were just not looking like we had planned. And as we were talking about that and how plans had changed for them, we began to talk about how plans had changed for teenagers and kids as well because their summer camps were being canceled. Some of them weren't able to play certain sports. I mean, it was just a pretty um, overwhelming, little bit depressive kind of atmosphere. And so we were talking about it, and all of a sudden we just felt like the Lord was saying, why can't you do a camp? And one of the things that the Lord put on my heart when COVID and all of this um crazy time that we're all experiencing began was that we were not to give up ground. That if the Lord had given us ground in any area, we were to advance or to stand stand our ground. And so we were looking as a ministry for ways to fill the gaps. And so uh, camp shutting down and Hope Choice moving forward, uh, created the perfect opportunity to have Rise Camps 2020. And we invited this amazing group of college students to come and help us. I am so first impressed by their courage and bravery to travel from Maryland and Louisiana and New Jersey and North Carolina. And then some of our kids who were here uh, for the summer, they that took some bravery just to get on the airplane and travel here to Texas. At, at that point, Amarillo was a little bit of a hot spot. Um, we started the planning for camp, not knowing if we were even going to be able to have camp. And there were many days that as we were planning very quickly from March to June, uh, Jake would, would say, how many people you think we're going to have at camp? I'm like, I have no idea. We might have five. We might have 300. Um, but we're going to have camp, and we will not cancel. And so we were planning on having kids in-house for camp, but we were also making uh, plans for what if we can't bring them here? How are we going to do that uh, virtually? And But one thing we knew was we were not going to cancel, and we didn't, and it was phenomenal. During teen camp, we had 86, 83, 86 students come to teen camp, and then we had 193 come to kids camp. Um, in our building on Taylor Street that is not suited for camp, uh, we do not have a kitchen here. We brought in meals for the kids. We did fun rec activities across the street at the park. We had a storm that took out all the electricity in the building. We had people steal our stuff from the park. And we saw people's lives changed. And we had 30 out of those almost 300 students receive Jesus. And we baptized a bunch of kids and a bunch of teenagers in the parking lot. And it was the most miraculous two weeks of my life personally. So I want to let you hear from these students. Uh, we based camp off of Exodus chapter 14, verse 13, and it says this, And Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm. 
and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you will never see again. And the theme for camp was stand in the moment. And it was incredible, but I want you to hear some of the stories from uh, these students. So does anybody have a story that you want to share that you think for you was the most impactful, uh, if you can pick just one of the two weeks? Um, I have something that's kind of more abroad. It's not a specific story, but um, especially in the first week we go on the prayer walks, and the thing that really set apart Rise Camps from any other camp that I've ever been to was the ability to give the kids a trance to hear from the Lord, and a specific time set apart for that, and then to be able to come in front of everyone in the whole building and say exactly what they heard from the Lord, because that is something that will never die out. That's not a camp high that could get you know, fade off later in two weeks or something, that's something that they'll hold on to forever. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they can hear from the Lord um, at such a young age, putting that in them already, I think is extremely important. And I would, um, that's just really cool that we had the opportunity to do that. The thing about that that was so crazy is it that we did that for an hour every day where we we focused on a different place or group or a part of our culture and we did a prayer walk and then we asked the kids to listen to the Lord. But I was most concerned about that because I thought they're going to be bored mm -hmm. to death. And we actually had had a conversation before camp started, Jake and I, because we were saying, okay, we can buy pool noodles and hula hoops and we can play these games at the park, but we don't have a rock wall. We don't have a swimming pool. We don't have a blob. There's a lot of things that we don't have. But what we can do is put these kids in the presence of the Lord. And that's what made this camp different. It wasn't about rec time. It wasn't about, you know, we had fun. But we put these students in the presence of the Lord. And that's what made all of the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then going off of that, I feel like before camp, just praying, I feel like the Lord really placed in my heart that all he wanted to do was just spend time with his kids. And um, I think Hope Choice did a great job of that, just giving them opportunities to spend time with their father. Um, but also, whether the students realized it or not, it was those whole two weeks were just um, spiritual warfare, for sure. With chaos and everything going around outside um, of these walls and everything going on in this world and like in this country, for them to be able to come and set their perspective back on the one who has it all in control um, was a huge success in the kingdom because I feel like we are losing, just as a country as a whole, just losing perspective on what is truly important and getting so caught up in all the chaos going on around us. But these students truly modeled for everyone what it looks like to come and set our focus and our perspective back on the one who truly matters, who has it all in control. I think that was huge for me as well because um, the riotings actually started during camp. Mm -hmm. And we, I would come to camp every morning and these, these young people would ar arrive and we had kids from every ethnic background, from all different socioeconomic backgrounds, all different denominations of faith, some who had no idea 
about anything related to religion. They came from all different backgrounds, and they did hear from the Lord, and they did learn to love each other. And it was a beautiful thing, and the world could learn a lesson from what happened at Rise Camps this year. It was powerful. Yeah, I would also say that the most impactful thing to me was the prayer walks, because I just feel like we learned how to go to war for the Lord. Because on like the first day, um, we were having a hard time focusing on the prayer walk. I was included in that. There was a lot of distractions the first day. And when we got back, I was praying and I was asking the Lord, like, why was that so hard to focus on you for just those, that 30 minutes while we were walking? And I feel like the Lord was like, y'all don't realize that y'all are going to war when you do that. And so my group talked about that a little bit. And the next day we went on the prayer walk and um, we talked about how Satan uses distractions against us because he knows how par powerful our prayers are. Um, so the next day when we went, we got like kicked out of a parking lot one time and the wind was blowing a thousand miles an hour. And legitimately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and finally like my group like got it that it was like these are distractions and then they got like really fired up and we're like, You will not beat me today, Satan. Like we're gonna keep praying and we're gonna keep praying for these churches and that was just really cool to see that we all kind of realize that this spiritual war is real and it's not something to be taken lightly. Absolutely. Jess? I feel like something really impactful for me was I had a pretty quiet group and it was hard to feel like the Lord was actually moving in the midst of it. Um, and there's one girl in specifics who I just didn't know how to talk to her and I would pray continually like, Lord, like show me how to start a conversation, show me what you want me to say to her. Um, and then Near the end of the week, she ended up writing me a letter. Um, she probably said, like, two words all week. And she ended up writing me a letter of, like, her whole life story and then, like, how the Lord did impact her and impact her story. And, like, I feel like God kind of showed me in that moment of, like, you might not always see it, but I am always working and I am always doing something behind the scenes. And you don't have to see it. You just have to trust me in that. So that was definitely very big for me that week and all summer. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That was during teen camp. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jose? Yeah, like Jess, I had a very, very quiet group. Um, and so it was kind of frustrating. Uh, I just felt like they weren't getting what I was saying. But the Lord, like Jess was saying, showed me that it's not really up to what I see or even what I feel. But, like, he's moving regardless of whether or not they're talking. Um, and I actually had a student. Uh, I think it was the fourth night of camp. And, uh, like, he hadn't talked this entire week. And, like, I see him crying. Um, and actually, one of Jake's students comes up to me. He's like, hey, will you come pray with him? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And so, like, I sit down, and I'm like, hey, what's going on, buddy? Uh, and for, like, two or three minutes, like, nothing, like, silence, just crying. And I'm like, okay, uh, Lord, what do I do? Do I get up or do I sit here? Um, and I just really felt like the Lord was telling me, like, just be still in this moment with him. Uh, and so, like, he finally says, like, not today. Or like he said, um, oh, what did he say? He said, I rejected him. And I was like super confused as to what he meant because this, like, that was the first thing that came out of his mouth. And I was like, okay. And then he said it again. And I was like, oh, like, I'm understanding, like, what he's talking about. Like, talking about, like, how he would reject it, like, the Lord, when he felt like the Lord was calling him to, like, give his life to him. And I was like, hey, man, like, you know, like, if you feel like the Lord tugging on your heart right now, like, you, like, don't wait. Um, and it kind of silence for, for a couple seconds. And he's like, but not today. And I was like, oh, my gosh. 
let's go. Like, <laughs> it was so awesome, like, just mm-hmm. to see, like, even in the silence of, uh, or even in their quiet where I felt like, you know, Lord, you're not working, like, you are. Like, it reminded me of the song, even when I don't see it, you're working, even when I don't feel it, you're working. Like, the Lord was moving in these students' lives, whether or not we saw it. Um, and to just be able to see, like the, like, the fact that, like, he was dead in his sin and now he's not was, like, mind-boggling. Uh, and then I actually ended up getting to baptize him, which, like, it's just awesome to see, like, how the Lord allows us to be a part of what he's doing because he doesn't need us whatsoever. Um, but he chooses to use us in these moments, in these specific situations. Um, and so, like, when I got to baptize him, like, just the thought of, like, the, like, this was a part of, like, I was a part of the Lord's plan and, like, what he was doing in the student's life. And it was just, uh, it was amazing. It was incredible. I think that it was something that I learned was to push through. And boy, we don't have time to tell you all of the different obstacles that we faced during the two weeks, but we faced them. And the very first one was just COVID period, because we had some pretty strict guidelines that we had to follow. And we had masks made for every kid out of bandanas to match the color of their group. We had to keep them separated in their groups. We had to wash their hands so many times and use hand sanitizer and their parents couldn't come in the building. And I mean, we couldn't, we had to serve them food that was individually packaged. And I mean, it was a ton of things to overcome. And we got to baptize kids in the parking lot. And because it was outside, their parents could come and watch. And it was just amazing to see the Lord work. Now, I will tell you that Every story that these guys shared right now was from teen camp. And that was week one. And then we had week two, which was kids camp. And we had almost 200 8 to 12-year-old kids show up here. And after Monday, Mallory's in the room laughing because after Monday of kids camp, these college students had PTSD. They were literally in the corner babbling nearly, dead silent. It was overwhelming. And they came, they showed up on Tuesday. They didn't really have a choice because they were sleeping in the building, but they did come back on Tuesday. And kids camp was different than teen camp. And uh, let's talk about that. What made it harder? What was what was different? I think um, it's just a whole different ball game with, the, <laughs> with that group of students. And um, it was super weird going from teenagers to students whose attention spans are like literally like five seconds. And um, I think after the first day, none of the staff. So a lot of the staff we've worked huge camps before in the past, which are older um, students, mostly high school students. Um, So we were used to the teens. And then going into the little kids, I feel like we were all shocked on what (laughs) we should do. Um, But something that really switched in all of our hearts was after the first day, we all decided to just take a moment um, to sit with the Lord because we were all just like felt like the whole day was a train wreck, that nobody got anything out of it or 
we just felt like we didn't do our jobs well um, with the students because we didn't know how to handle them well. So we just spent time with the Lord, and I like at first I was thinking that we were gonna spend like five ten minutes, but it ended up being like an hour, just like sitting in a room with worship music playing. And then later that night, we ended up talking about um, just praying and asking the Lord to teach us how to see these students how He sees them. And from that moment forward, I feel like the whole um, attitude of the week switched, um, our attitude switched um, towards the students, but the Lord really just allowed us to fall in love with these little kids, even when at first we were like, this is impossible, and we don't know how to handle this many students, but throughout the week, it was amazing, and once we saw, like once we began to see the students how Christ sees them, everything changed, and it went from thinking like these kids are not getting anything out of it to all of a sudden a student would say something like mind-blowing like full of wisdom and then go back to, to messing around yeah. but in those moments it was so cool to see how the Lord was working in that student's heart even when you're like they're not getting anything out of it but still um, getting to see how the Lord was working there was a night or the, it, the first week during teen camp the worship these college students formed the worship band. It was amazing. And um, the second week, uh, it was a little bit different, but there was a night where those kiddos were singing, I'm gonna see a victory. Little kids, scared to death of COVID. That was one of the things that shocked me was how scared the little kids were of getting sick. and and all of that, and they came into camp, and the day they were singing, I'm going to see a victory, something shifted, I'm telling you, talk about going to war, mm-hmm. um, that was a profound thing that happened in the Spirit, uh, and I'll never forget that. If you follow us on social media, you should find that uh, and listen to it. I guarantee you haven't listened uh, to that. Um, did camp have an impact on you personally? And if so, can you identify kind of what the Lord did in you? Yeah, going off what Jake said, uh, how the first day of kids camp was very interesting. Um, something that I feel like the Lord definitely showed me, um, was like Jake was saying, like later that night we prayed just to see them the same way that the Lord sees them. Like, we'll look at teens, like, so often in a different manner than we look at students or younger kids, which, I mean, the Lord sees and loves, like, the individual. And so, like, when we prayed that, like, I know for me, like, from that second day on, the, in, like, everything changed. Like, the way that I saw these kids, I didn't see them as, like, wow, you're not listening to me, and I, this is very frustrating. But, like, <laughs> okay, you're not listening to me, that's fine. But, like. God loves you, so, like, I'm going to love you. Like, and not a, I have to, but, like, a, I get to. And then also, um, with talk about going back to worship, I think, didn't y'all talk about, like, cutting worship completely, mm-hmm. like, for kids' camp? Mm-hmm. And so, like, going back to what Miss Candy was saying, like, when they sung, like, Sea of Victory, it wasn't like, oh, we're singing it. Like, they were belting this truth of that we're going to see a victory no matter the circumstance or situation that we're in. And so hearing, like, eight to 12 year olds like screaming that truth of like in the midst of like this uncertainty and this chaos, Lord, we're going to see a victory because that's who you are was like, I just, I couldn't help but like fall on my knees and just start crying 
at like, wow, God, like you are raising up a generation that is on fire and that is going to go to war like for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just seeing like, like seeing them, I think the biggest thing was just like seeing them the way that the Lord sees them. The Lord doesn't see them as like a burden or a frustration or anything like that, but he sees them like as my child, as my son or my daughter, um, which really like brought a new perspective and how to effectively minister to these students. Yeah, um, like Jose was saying with just the worship and when they were singing, I'm going to see a victory. And when he says that they were belting, like they were truly singing as loud as they possibly could. And I think that I really wish that each one of their parents could be in the room just to recognize, oh, they don't care about how loud they're being. They don't care that maybe the person next to them can hear them. I think, especially for me, that's something that you can take from it. Um, I feel like everyone is almost captive to that mindset of, I don't want to be heard or seen or stand out. But really, it's just we have to ultimately surrender to our own insecurities during worship. And we shouldn't have to deal with those insecurities while we're worshiping God. So that's definitely something I had to learn through that. Exactly. I think for me during Teen Week, um, we talked a lot about stepping out of our prison cells and actually like walking into the freedom that the Lord gives us and not just like saying like, yes, the Lord has freed me, but still walking in all the bondage that it's carried. And I think seeing my students walk into that freedom reminded me like there's parts of me that I need to step into that freedom in and there's parts of me that has sat in the cell and like it really encouraged me and reminded me like I can have that same truth be real for me. And like I think seeing people younger than you too, like it reminds you of that like childlike faith and like especially with the little kids, like, the night we talked about their fears and, like, the littlest things to them that they were scared of, like, that was real to them. And, like, they're bringing it before the Lord because that's a real fear. And, like, how many times do we sometimes feel like our prayer requests are too small or, like, not, like, big enough for God, but, like, He wants us to come with the little things. And, like, they trusted and believed that He could take care of those little things. And it was definitely eye-opening for me of, like, I needed to check my heart in some things. Yeah, and something that I took away... From the, from the two weeks was just that the Lord is, is faithful, no matter what. The Lord is so faithful. Um, even when we think things are collapsing or um, whether it was an obstacle that we faced in camp or whether it's an obstacle that the nation's facing, the Lord is faithful and He's working through every bit of it. And that's something that really stood out to me, whether it was the, an individual student figuring that out, that the Lord is going to be faithful in their situation, no matter how big it is, because... There's just not enough people speaking life into them, showing them that their situation, they can overcome it. And a lot of students were walking into that week thinking that their situation, they can't overcome. But the Lord is faithful no matter what, and they can overcome their situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, over the two weeks, I feel like the Lord was showing me like how to keep my eyes focused on Him even when there are as many distractions. I know I already talked about that, but um, that prayer walk was really, really impactful to me to see like all the distractions and then the kids overcoming that and realizing that they can't be defeated because Jesus already defeated anything that um, would ever come against them. And even like during kids camp and seeing all the, like the storm that came through and us having to switch around plans and everything, I felt like the Lord was just like, 
Satan wants you to keep looking at that, but I need you to keep your eyes focused on me because I have a plan and I have a purpose. And um, So yeah, just kind of show me how to keep my eyes focused on him. One of the most special things I've ever seen in my entire life was the last night of, of and Nick can help me tell the story, but the last night of kids camp, um, the previous night, so the second to last night, this uh, a little girl came up to the worship team, Nick and Abram, who were leading worship, um, and she said, I feel like the Holy Spirit um, has asked us to sing um, So Will I, the song. So we were like, okay, uh, we'll try, we'll practice, but we haven't, the worship team hasn't practiced that before, or tried. So that night, after all like, the students left, the worship team practiced it, and then we were going to play it that next day, which was the last day. Um, but, um, as a lot of the parents know, the lightning struck the building and it was just crazy. It messed up a lot of our instruments and sound equipment and stuff. And uh, Lights were out. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> we tried to play this brand new song, uh, So Will I, and we stumbled through it and it was terrible. It was, <laughs> yeah. Everything went wrong. Yeah, the piano was like cutting in and out. Uh, and then Mallory in the back ended up just pulling the plug on the piano because it was so bad. Um, <laughs> but Nick was leading that song and just pushed through. Um, but at the end of the song, um, this little girl got up onto the stage. And we were already moving on to the next song. But this little girl got up onto the stage and just ran up to Nick, who's playing the guitar, and just gave him the biggest hug. Um, and I'll let Nick kind of tell. Yeah, so it was just so amazing. And I was almost had a moment of like, what do I do? And she was coming whether or not. <laughs> whatever you was going to happen. Yeah. yeah, I had to move the guitar out of the way and we were still singing the song. And she went over and hugged Abram. And it was just so um, perfect, really. And she hugged us afterward, too. Just to see that. I mean, the song was everything went wrong. When I say, like, everything went wrong, like, it was just not the way it was supposed to be. But that did not matter. Nothing, uh, nothing we could have done could have gotten in the way of the moment that she had with the Lord. And the hug was just gratitude. Just obedience to what she told us that she heard from the Father. And so she was just so thankful, and it was such a humbling and beautiful moment for every one of us. Mm -hmm. But something that I just, that blew me away was that a 20-year-old, a 40-year-old, a 50-year-old would not have done that. Mm -hmm. And she was touched by the Spirit, and she moved. And that is what we have to do. Yeah. And these students, and I, I can't explain how much us 20-year-olds need these students to step up or how much 50-year-olds need 30-year-olds to stand up or, or whatever it is. But it is so important that we allow these students to step up. And just like what we had the opportunity to do at Rice Camps, to just allow them to sit with the Father. And these students heard the Spirit and they moved. And we have to start empowering these kids to do that because this is not a time to bring them in and hold them close, but no, this is a time to let them loose. And we have to teach them in such a way that no, when we get hit, we're not going to cower. We're going to keep pushing through because that is what everybody else is doing. That's what the world is doing. And if we push back, 
then this world is going to continue to go in the direction it's going to. And until that changes, and I don't know, but I'm so sick of just getting in this attitude of something gets hard, so we're going to just come together and we're just going to shelter be here. We're going to shelter. Yes, that is not the time. We have to let them loose. And it's time. And just like that little girl showed us, when the Spirit moved in her, she moved and was obedient. Um, but we have to do that. And it says in Hebrews 10.39, We are certainly not those who shrink back in fear, mm-hmm. but who step out in faith. And that is who we are. That's who your kids are. They are called to be overcomers. They were created for such a time as this. And to allow them, it is, it is okay to be wise. It is not okay to be terrified. Mm-hmm. And so I just agree with that. That happened in the hearts of 300 kids in this community. Mm-hmm. It happened in my heart. Um, and so very, very true. I think that for all of us, there, there is so much that we can learn from the situation that we're in, but one of the things that I think is so important and and happened at camp, but it needs to continue to happen, is people need to get their hopes up. People need to expect that we're going to see a victory. You are not powerless. You are the body of Christ who is equipped to live and stand in this moment. And the reason we chose stand in the moment as our theme is because anytime you see a miraculous move of God, there was a moment before the miracle. Um, Like for Moses, he was leading the Israelites out of captivity uh, from the Egyptians, and they reached the Red Sea, and the Egyptians are coming up behind them, and the sea has not yet parted. And before we see a miracle, there's the moment before that. And the question is, are we going to stand in fear or are we going to stand in faith, believing, like what Jake said, God will be faithful because he can't be anything else. And are we going to teach our kids that, our teenagers and and little kids? Are we going to teach them? If it looks like there's a mountain in front of you, you should have expectation in your heart that God is going to show up. And so I just want to encourage you, if you are involved in ministry, we've got to abide by the rules. We've got to follow the rules. We did do that, and 300 kids came to camp. And nobody got sick, and 30 kids got saved. And we are going to continue to relentlessly pursue opportunity to share Christ with everyone that we come in contact with. And we must all do that, whether we're talking about with our family or in a ministry that we're involved in, because we must get our hopes up. And the Lord is active. Uh, We hear a lot right now about how active the enemy is, and he is Uh, throwing obstacles out, and he is um, fighting for everything that he's got. But the word says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. 
And that is what happened at Rice Camp. And that's what is continuing to happen in my heart and in these college students' hearts, and I believe in the kids that came to camp. So I just want to say thank you guys for coming and serving. Thank you for being brave and bold and stepping out and standing in your moment because it meant eternity for some kids and it changed their life. So thank you very much. Um, I hope and pray we have Rise Camps 2021. Um, we're about a month out from camp, so I'm able to say that now. The day after, when the urine smell was still in the building, uh, I wondered, but we are, we're ready to go, and we will do it uh, as long as the Lord gives us opportunity. So thank you very much, guys, for what you did. Mm -hmm. uh, Maddie, you want to close us in prayer? Sure. All right. Lord, I just thank you for everything that you did at Rise Camps. And God, I thank you for everything that you taught us and you taught the students. And Lord, I just ask that you continue to um, raise up an army, Lord, that will fight for you. Jesus, I ask that you wouldn't let us shrink back in fear, God, but you would help us to stand in our moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The, the thing that we kept saying over and over and over and over is, let's go. And I think that is just appropriate. Let's go do what God has called you to do, whatever it is. Let's go. Let's go. Thanks for listening to the Candy Gibbs podcast. For more information and other resources, visit candygibbs.com.